Hello and welcome to the I Locked My Keys in My Car podcast, where we all sit around and recount memories of locking our keys in our cars. Can you even do that anymore with the new electronic fobs? Yes. That- uh, well, I locked the keys in a company car at work. <laughs> That's because <sucks. laughs> those uh, cars are all from like 1997. You so. know, unironically, though, you know what? Let's already let's get this out of the way. Those friggin' oh, I just keep it in my purse and place it in my dashboard, and now my car boots up because it recognizes that's in it. You are being one hundred percent scammed. You are getting scammed out of point two five seconds of your life every day by believing that this that this little block of Bluetooth corporate control gives you any convenience in your life. Hey, this is coming from the same guy who does that exact thing in your profession, though. What are you talking about? You are the Bluetooth carrying fool when it comes to coding. Yeah, you want to talk about 0.25 seconds? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. AirPods are actually a valuable invention. I'm not talking about AirPods. Please, please. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Come at me. Just remember, this is the guy guy that turns off Windows animations. To save 0.25 seconds. I go over to so Logan's you gotta house. remember, he does care about that. Logan, Logan boots up Arch <laughs> Linux and he says, Aaron, if you can launch a browser, I'll give you a Raspberry Pi. See, this is who this is who we're dealing with. Wow, Wait wow. a second. Is that real? <laughs> if anything, That's this real. is... Yeah, I, I, I brought Aaron to my house and I said, here's a computer that can boot a web browser. If you can boot a web browser on this computer, I will give you another computer. Yeah, and gosh dang the man! It took him twenty minutes, but he did figure it out. <laughs> did you get the Raspberry Pi? It wasn't twenty minutes. It was probably seven minutes. Did you get the Raspberry Pi? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. You have it here? Yeah, I have it. Oh. Yeah. See, okay, but here's the deal: I make these types of adjustments, and I know what's happening. Right, I understand that turning off the Windows animations gives me just a little bit more of an edge over Microsoft in the ways that they're trying to control me in my life. Okay, but but hopping into a car and opting to get a five hundred dollar Bluetooth brick just okay. so I don't have to turn my hands. If we're, if we're talking price. That's a different thing. Your whole corporate control bullcrap. All the key does is make sure nobody can steal the hey, car. And by the way, as long as nobody's stealing the car, who gets it? What a was frick? so wrong with the key in the first they're place? Getting, they're getting what really What was wrong cool. with the key? Hey, that's a different hey, argument. Because we're, we're the argument. lock your keys in the car podcast, man. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why it's important because it happens to all of by us. By the way, it's getting really cool, actually. <laughs> They've got it now to a point with those those things where you're, the, the handles on the car actually you can't open them unless you're in range once you're in range the handles like pop that's out of the, the vehicle do. That's what, what is what okay listen teslas became a meme the second you needed a software update to drive your car <laughs> the second that there is paid dlc to go faster <laughs> does anybody not see this for what it is yeah i no, mean it's fair. I, it, let's just talk about the like economic i i, I mean uh like the the what am I trying Ecolo- to say? The, the, Ecological the impact. environment. We right, could okay. Wait a that second. A we could have one hundred percent gone electric cars without all this stuff that makes me more and more dependent on the richest man in the world. Okay, but here's what you need to understand. That's yeah. if you want people to do the right thing, you got to make it bad. So to save the if, if we want people to save the planet, <laughs> we got to make saving the planet bad. You what? know, like you got to like Michael bro, Jackson bad. on Joe Rogan's podcast, bro. <laughs> then people will follow you, bro. We're appeal, a family friendly show, Jay. Appeal right. to vanity. Uh, That's the way you save the planet. I did, All I know is that I was driving 
my car in California, my crappy 1997 Geo Prism in California, and it. all around me were millennials driving Teslas. I come back to Utah five years later, and all of a sudden, it's millennials driving Teslas. Okay, but you want to know why it's millennials driving Tesla? At least in New York, a lot California. of boomers too, admittedly. In California. There are lanes specifically only for Teslas, bro. Mm. And you know how big of a deal that traffic is over there? I know that's a big deal. That's I'm a just, huge... I'm just saying that there's not even an economic advantage over here. It's just a flex. People are now flexing at how dependent they are on the multi-billionaires. They're never going to lock their keys in their car. They'll, they might. They, they will never you, be you on heard this that, podcast. You saw that one tweet. The guy was like, hey, my, hey, at Elon Musk, my wife is missing a dentist appointment right now because we're updating in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Question. How does buying a car from Ford make you any less dependent on millionaires? Well, so ideally... You buy a car that is made up of modular components oh, yeah. that can easily be swapped in it. <laughs> yeah, he, he needed that. Yeah, that was, that a was nope. not going that anywhere. Was, that was a no. Nope. <laughs> I remember, I remember circa 2013 watching a video about the modular cell phone. We're going to make it so that you can re- swap the parts on your cell phone. Oh, yeah. I remember. What was wrong phone? with that? that was the f- phones it was the future in 2013. It's like, what, you want more battery? Just pull out the graphics chip. And <laughs> no, I, I really <laughs> think, like, we, con- consumer-wise, we made the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also want to let it be known that I've actually never locked my keys in my car. Really, never here on the locking your keys in the car podcast, <laughs> not even no. once. No, nope. wow. nice. yeah. have you ever locked keys in a door? In ever a, in a door? Yeah, like, like a house or a room, or have you ever had anything shut on you and you couldn't open it again mm, and you needed to? I don't think so. Not even a trunk of a car. No, my trunk is just Dang, completely. So. Look at that operated. great rate your music yeah, taste. Dude, never locked. Yep, hey, it's the life that. of a three point nine. You're on the path. <laughs> Sheer perfection, uh, dude. I was on yeah. album of the week, and this one's been a long time coming. I think wh- I, I don't even remember when this album came out. It was like towards the beginning of of quarantine, like yeah, maybe like March, or, March April, or something. April. Wow, and it, it's been on my back burner literally since then because this to me was like the freshest new album listening experience i had had in like forever when it came out april 10th and i i listened to that and i made prophecies that this album was going to stick logan made fun of said prophecies but here we are almost a year later and i still stand by it it is still on the weekly it is on the weekly hold on hold on you're saying prophecies like i had some special insight all you said to me was I am generally scared of anything that I like right away. Yeah, no, and I uh, thought that was mostly that. good advice. No, it is. It is. Yeah, but, but 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 you 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 were kind of. I remember you kind of attacking me. Like I don't know, Aaron. You're 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 saying you like that a little too soon. And but I just knew it was that good for me. You know, when I heard. Listen, sometimes people date for two weeks, get married, and then live happily forty years together. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying for most people, we need to be cautious about these types of things. Albums, long-term relationships, short selling on GameStop stock. Uh oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I knew that was gonna get brought up. (laughs) I had to. to The the, the gamers are rising. I mean, how could we not talk about it? The gamers are finally claiming their place in society. Despite what they have claimed for the past ten years, this is the only meaningful damage gamers have done to society. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
I want to hear what you guys think about this album, though, because I really do like it. Rick I Rubin. That, that was uh, right. yep, I was just about to say. I was like, all right, when's Rick Rubin being brought up? I was I was gonna call and, him and Rick gosh. Rubin and it was gonna and be really funny. When you guys, was, when you guys say was. mean things about this album, it's I'm gonna treat it like you're saying mean things directly to me. Well what everything you say means what you gotta realize about the critical perspective is that it's absolutely essential to take everything personally. Yeah, it is absolutely essential. Because when you say you like something that is your soul that you're putting out on the line. And when they criticize that thing, it's like they're criticizing the part of you that likes these things. Like when Jake says that I can't have romantic attraction to fictional characters. Hang on. I never said you couldn't. <laughs> you only I said, said I, have, were... <laughs> I have very little mercy for it. I didn't say I you think you said some worse things than that, but. Like what? What did I say? Uh, it's not on record. You were like, I think those people are like disgusting. I did not say <laughs> that. Said, I did not I say feel that. like it was something that, that hardcore. To, yo, did I hey, say that? I somebody else that. out here vouched for me because no. I feel like it was some you pretty know, harsh. I, honestly, I feel like those, I really, that was said in the subtext. I, so, I, I'm gonna subtext. Have, <laughs> I never said those words. I really just want to hear Logan down talk Rick Rubin. Yeah, well, let's that's talk really, about. That's really just what I want to let, Let's sit here and like pretend like the producer is such a big deal that we can loathe the album just because the dog turned the mix mixing knobs. No, uh, honestly, hey. no. Let's Brick, talk about it. Okay. Brick Rubin has ruined a few <laughs> albums. He's ruined a few albums. I think we can all agree. Coheed and Cambria's fourth album is a little overcompressed. It's really hard to tell the distinction between the instruments in a way that was much clearer on their more lo-fi production. Rick Rubin also produced some of the most obnoxious Eminem tracks, and he did make 99 Problems, which is also good, but in many ways, people also argue he ruined the later years look, of the Red Hot look. Chili Peppers. Like, I'm not, I don't want to no, come in no, here and hey. just be like, uh, take that Brick Rubin, like, look, I'm out of it. Look, every, every person loves hey. making fun of Brick Rubin. Brick Rubin, Brick Rubin is, he's, if you think that his game is producing, you're wrong. He's a coach. Well, but he's listed as a producer on all of these Yeah, albums. but he's really he is hey, a producer. What does that coach. table say right there, man? He says he's the coach. <laughs> it does not say that. <laughs> it says coached by Rick Rubin. <laughs> One yeah. of the things is, is like um, early Beastie Boys, right? That could be argued that he ruined them. He but, didn't know who he was in the industry yet when he was working with the... He explicitly used the Beastie Boys... To get ahead. Yeah. Absolutely did. Yep. But I mean, he didn't know who he was in the game yet. That's just what happened. The other, the other thing is, is like, I just think I, I'm going to be Logan for a second. You ready? Let me just button up my shirt here. Wow. It is a meme. <laughs> it is a meme to hate music so much because of a producer. And in my opinion, that's pretty true. Honestly, here, here's the deal. Is this, is this going against this Danger Mouse thing as well? Yeah. No, I'm going straight for Danger Mouse. You know what's funny? I have wait, heard wait. him freaking whine about Danger Mouse for like 10 years. Me? Yes. Okay, well. No, it's true. He's been whining about years, Danger Mouse since me? I. Me? Yeah. No, maybe the last two I, years he hasn't whined too much. No. Wait, wait, wait. Go whoa, two years whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Aaron likes block. Danger Mouse. No, yeah. What I've always said about Danger Mouse is I respect how he's just like. I've watched classes with him, master classes. Master classes are a meme. No, <laughs> where Danger Mouse's whole thing is do what you need to to make it sound good. Period. Yeah, 
And um, no, I, I I'm curious. Like, what have I said against him? Oh, dog, you <laughs> are you actually being yeah, real? No, right I, re- now? I really am. Like, you're not joking. I'm not. No, <laughs> not. I got. A, I got a few. So let's talk about a freaking Portugal the man. Yeah, Mondo by uh, Electric Guest. Oh my gosh, this is just. This is just. Oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, you're you're. Danger uh, mouse my, in my head, I was thinking of Dead Mouse. Goodness, Dead <laughs> Mouse. Goodness. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Dead Mouse. Okay, now, yeah, no, Danger Mouse. Oh. No, I do not. Show like, saved. Danger Show Mouse. Saved. Okay, yeah, no, no, Danger Mouse. <laughs> Dead Mouse is all good in my eyes. Danger Mouse. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. I do. I do kind of begrudge Dead Mouse for being the like in his masterclass trailer. He's like scared to put on a show in front of an audience just put on a mask which i not only feel inspired the wrong people but also doesn't work for people that actually have stage is this the very cardinal sin of edm trailer you know what i'm referring to oh yeah i think cardinal sin of edm yeah is this going above your head or well you know what i'm talking no no no. i know what you're talking about because dead mouse prides himself so highly on the fact that he's like slowly twisting the knobs in a million different directions as something is recording and like he's obviously a fan of the old guard and that probably is what makes his music appealing to a ton of people but he's also very elitist about the fact that he slowly turns knobs while recording instead of using presets we, 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 yeah we got a listener True. Dead Mouse is epic and does almost everything himself. Yeah, hey. I'm not. Hey. I'm Just not to be saying clear, he no beef was <laughs> said of all, Dead Mouse. All here. beef in Dead Mouse. <laughs> all beef was towards Danger Mouse. I do think as, in, as is, in the Danger Doom Danger Mouse. I do think in, the Dead Mouse is incredibly pretentious, but I think that most people are. But it's he's actually pretty cool. I've watched a lot of videos of like his house and stuff dead mouse or dead danger mouse, mouse. Dead mouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what do we think about danger mouse i, I, I like danger back, mouse. back to one, one more thing about dead mouse though i think he, <laughs> that he, dead mouse has more than likely invested in gamestop in the last couple weeks <laughs> this this is actually the most intense tangent we've been on for an album yet yeah. <laughs> this is dead mouse funding but I, I really pretty, pretty bad we're here okay <laughs> no but danger mouse all right all right here's the deal here's the deal did Rick Rubin being involved with this album ruin it for you guys? Is that I, the re? Are you just about? Well, I to, mean, are you spoiler just about alert. to go? Yeah, I'm asking, bro. <laughs> yeah, is the, is your point just about to be Rick Rubin? Well, no. Okay, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> brick oven pizza did not ruin this album. Okay, I thought right. it it would be interesting to talk about kind of the points of brick oven pizza's career over the course of the years how you go from slipknot saying he just came in talked to us for five minutes and then dipped and then gave himself credit on the album all the way to 99 i will i will defend brick oven pizza in that statement by saying that was like slipknot's second or third album (laughs) where they literally did like just a ridiculous amount of drugs during the recording process volume three was it uh i don't know uh, let me look it up but it was it was like Corey taylor has only been sober since the gray chapter i think uh-huh. and it wasn't the great chapter so any before that it was like volume three is my favorite it's so good but yeah i i don't know my my thing is is i just like sometimes i get it production's a big deal all right i don't want to minimize it too much but i just think it gets annoying when just because a producer, it was volume three uh-huh so just when I, oh, oh, I'm a big Rick Rubin fan, bro. <laughs> Rick no, Rubin. Rick Rubin, the boy. We I, love just, I just think it's ridiculous 
when it's like, oh, this guy was involved, it's going to be. All right. But which let me, is what I, no offense, it's what I've heard about Danger Mouse yeah, for let years. Me, okay, well, let me be very clear about my stance on Danger Mouse. Let me be very clear. <laughs> I don't know how we haven't talked about him yet. I think we did actually like three years ago. But <laughs> Let me be very clear about my stance. He is not bad. He just uses other artists to accelerate his career. Like he will work with somebody who's kind of big, usually in a kind of underground way so that he can make an, a project that he wants to make, not that they want to make. That's, that's the difference between him and Dan Harmon. And, and what, and you know this precisely how, because I've followed danger mouse's career and they all sound consistently good, but they sound like danger mouse. They don't sound a producer should help the artist sound like the artist, not the artist is there and the producer does his thing. So you think that Danger Mouse literally is like influencing like the chord progressions? Absolutely. And stuff like that. 100%. Like you think he's like musically writing it? Yes. Not just producing. I, I, yeah. No, I think he legitimately goes in there and he goes, nope, that's not a good idea. We're not doing that. And then he sits down and he's like, yeah, these are good ideas. I mean, that's kind of what a producer does a lot of the time too. It depends on their involvement. But. Yeah. Interesting. So... How do we feel about Rick Rubin then? Does Rick Rubin do that? He's the coach. No. He sits there and he <laughs> well. coaches he coaches the boys. <laughs> he coaches the boys. That's what he does. Um I'm here. I'm just gonna talk about the album. But uh <laughs> I so well and also Rick Rubin or Brick Oven Pizza. But uh <laughs> excuse me. Um I I didn't even know who Rick Rubin was until someone here was like pointing at that thing. So for people listening and not watching the one viewer stream right now, on this table in this room that we're sitting at, there's a like sleeve of the new Abnormal by the Strokes that came with the vinyl, and it just has like you know the credits on it, and it says produced by Rick Rubin on it. And so one week somebody was like, "Oh, I never knew this. Like, oh, it's produced by Rick Rubin or whatever," and made some snarky comment, and I was like, "I have no idea who that is." And so I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, Rick Rubin has produced like everything ever." And yeah. Uh, yeah, then read his Wikipedia thing and everything, and is like, oh. But where he truly comes from is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He launched the Beastie Boys; that was his first thing, and then he immediately went on and he produced all Red Hot Chili Peppers until their he, very last. Well, album. he produced like it's like literally everybody. Like, oh yeah, not since, even kidding. Since, yeah, but but like his like the flagship artist that is Rick Rubin mm. is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't. That's, yeah, that's true. So. I like when somebody pointed that out, it was already past me having listened to this album a ton of times. Like I honestly love this album. Like seriously, like I uh, took a trip to Moab with some friends over last summer and we just had this album playing. I think we played it like three times probably on the drive down. And so kind of whenever I listened to this, it's like, Oh nice. It's Moab, you know, with some homies. But uh, even past that, like, I listened to it like a few times doing homework today and I was like, dang, like it's just a satisfying like meal when you finish it. It's like, that's a, just a good, well-rounded album. Like I seriously don't have any major complaints other than that eternal summer song being a little cheesy for me. But other than that, I'm like, you know, vocal performance, instrumentation, the end of at the door, or I think it's at the Mm. door where it's just like, Mm. I don't even know what to call it. It just feels like an ocean for a few minutes. I'm like, you know, the visuals cool. too, for the music videos are really cool. And, yeah. and, and to the cheesy point, part of their sound has always been, 
I mean, they're very ingrained in punk culture. And so they've chosen like 1950s themes almost as kind of their sound. And so, so yeah, sometimes that comes out, mm. but I like it. I yeah. Like, I haven't I like listened it. to a single, I couldn't name a single other stroke song. Mm. Like, I have only listened to this album by them. Yeah. They have good, other good stuff. They've got, yeah. They've got some really popular stuff too, but I only know this album and yeah, nothing bad to say. So Rick Rubin's production just Supreme. completely, it just, well, it just flew over me. I was like, I didn't even know who that guy is, but cool. There you go. <laughs> that, that's, that's usually how it is. Yeah. Unless you're cool enough not, to yeah. care about the producer. I mean, okay, but like <laughs> talking about this from a broader musical critical perspective, like there are kind of two big names attached to this album. So to not at least like touch on how it looks in the who's the second? Scoot the table over here. Are you talking about Julian? Julian? Yeah, and, yeah, oh, Julian yeah, yeah, Casablancas. Yeah. So like, hey, Robert. What it, I think is it Robert Hammond Jr. <laughs> see, see already? No, 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 no. already. <laughs> you do not know his name. No, it's it's Robert. <laughs> it's Robert, bro. Hammond Jr. But this, I'm pretty sure. You're going to look terrible when his name's Rupert. I know I am. But <laughs> I, I've listened to his solo albums a lot too. No, the guitarist and Julian Casablancas together make that sound. Because Julian Casablancas by himself, it starts to get very garagey very quickly. The Voids is just like indulgent garage Julian Casablancas. When he's with this guitarist... I know it's Hammond Jr. for sure. I'm pretty sure it's Robert. <laughs> it's on the thing it's right, right there. there. It's going to uh, be right there. Sure. Is, it, is it? The easiest fact check ever, probably. No, it's not. Uh, it's on but the back I, of the I, I am pretty See, sure. Because only producers sure is. get to put their name on the... Uh, but, uh, hey, here we're saying they don't matter. <laughs> some, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> social commentary. It's not that they don't matter. <laughs> no, but his music's really good, too, and it, it sounds a lot like um, it's not Robert. <laughs> it's not Robert, guys. It is. It is. What is it? it Rupert. Is, Rupert. <laughs> Just throw that Albert. Out. It's Albert. <laughs> All right. I was pretty close. I was pretty close. But he, anyway, it's both of those guys together that really gets the sound going. So y- you talked about the voids. That's just Julian by himself, then. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Do we have kind of a ship of Theseus thing? You want to know? You want to know the secret behind the voids? Not Mac partic- DeMarco. Okay. <laughs> it's Mac DeMarco. It's Mac DeMarco. He, he produces them. I don't really believe that. He honestly. does. He does. He doesn't have the edge you don't that the believe boys it. have, really. <laughs> like, I, okay, I'm sure you're not lying, but. I'm not. That's true. I thought I the just, producer was a make or break it deal, dude. Well, it kind of is if it's Mac DeMarco. <laughs> I, my thing is, is, I just think that sometimes. Anyway, uh, another point. Let's <laughs> talk okay, about, okay. Let's talk about there. The there are a right. lot of factors that go into how an album sounds. Yeah, and I, I do think it's important to not just think that's just the people on the cover. You're right. Right. There's a lot going. It like, especially the mix. Like people say, I honestly think people's biggest problem with Muse is that their mixing and production went a different direction. And their chord progression is the same every freaking time. But, yeah. But I that's mean, besides I the point. mean, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Holistic Songwriting on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I bought his book, by the way, The Addiction Formula. It's pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what a suspended fifth chord is, but I'm sure I'll use it someday. <laughs> In terms of this album, though, now that we have a broader picture of where it fits in brick oven pizza, how does it fit for Julian Casablanca's? Like, do you think he, 
Because I thought the strokes were done. Mm, no, no. They, they, it seemed they like just, he was really focusing nobody, on yeah, other he, things. And he, well, he still is doing the voids. Like the GTA 5 DLC, he wrote a song with the voids for it. That's tight. But like, so I think the strokes, like the culture of the band, the strokes, is it's basically five guys who act like they're too cool to really care about each other. And so that's until the stars align and the five guys end up in a studio together, nothing happens. Sometimes they open a burger shop too. Also, yeah. The Strokes taking a seven-year break between albums gives me hope for Daft Punk as well. Oh yeah, it's now eight for them. I think. But, I think they will. Uh, I'm more. I'm like eighty percent sure they're retired, but I don't know. I still have that twenty percent of hope. I kind of think that. But, but like, no, bro, I, didn't you hear they're going to do a soundtrack next month? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> bro. Didn't you see their new drop on Spotify that I got a uh, that I got a notification for? That was just the redux of the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Oh my! It was gosh. the biggest letdown of the year. Uh, no, okay. I um I do think that though. I don't have very much experience with Julian Casablanca's other stuff, so I don't have a super heavyweight experienced opinion with these guys. But um, I really like this album. I think it's a great album. I think um, it is a mood. You turn it on and it just like melds perfectly. Great. Again, and I usually go to this, if you're in the mood for melding music, it's great. Melding. But for it's me, like it's, not, it's not like I'm going to be like, mm, 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 I got to turn this on right now. Yeah, mean, anything yeah, yeah. But, anything but that doesn't have an 808 doesn't even do it for me these days. <laughs> What's melding music? It's like when you're you, soul you turn, bonding. Yes. You turn it on and it fills all the cracks. When you in here, when your skin starts here, fusing into the carpet. Yeah, like that. <laughs> is it oh, like melding? Oh, is melding. It, <laughs> is it like smelting music? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's like specifically Iron Maiden. <laughs> <Smelting>. <laughs> no, but like I think that this album just has a very consistent vibe. Personally, you know, I'm I'm one that I don't get my panties in a knot about producers too hard sometimes you're but. gonna make us go pg-13 yeah i mean <laughs> you're going crazy that was a pg-13 <laughs> word bro Absolutely going nuts right now watch but, out for our kid listeners let me yeah okay fair enough but but my thing is i love the production on this album the guitars are yeah. mixed so good and, and that song sundays are always oh, yeah, sundays, sundays are, are so, so depressing, depressing. <laughs> that song it's not even that popular but every time I listen to it, I'm like, why? This oh, thing no, rocks. That's a dance Although, track. I will say it's a dance I, track. I played this album when I worked at Spirit Halloween. Maybe Spirit's Hall- Spirit Halloween speakers just sucked. But anytime I played uh Why Are Sunday So Depressing, you couldn't hear the guitar at all. Like it literally was well, not it, president. It, it, it was no, just it, it's because it, no, it's, it, it's a hard and fast. Uh, it's a hard and fast two channels. Like is it he the, did a lot of Is that the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing. The 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 guitar sounds are so good, like unique, yeah. refreshing. It's a guitar album that is refreshing, and the, the, I I mean I'm pretty past. Uh, like I have a handful of guitar people that I still like, and I feel like I've run I've run I've run some roads with guitar music. Not all of them, but I'm generally not as into guitar music at the moment. But this one did come off guitar music. Pretty cool to me. No, it's a good term. I know. I think it's useful. I, I still think it just feels like Fisher Price. 
notes for some reason. <laughs> it's like guitar music. It just sounds, uh, but it is a good, you're right. When you boil it down, it's good. It's yeah. just yeah. hilarious. Honestly, yeah, I was thinking the same. Like after listening to so much like Smith's, Pixies, and like metal and stuff, I was like, I'm just done with the guitar for, for probably a long time, you know, but then I like this album still around for me. Dude, I've, I've. Trust me, I've been there. I ditched yeah. guitars for years. Yeah, it's and now I'm starting to return to it with Midwest emo, but the return mm. to the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no, overall, love the album. Love the vocals. The vocals are great. Yeah. No, the way that he I don't know how he comes up with those vocal lines. Like, where is he going? What is he saying? And then the guitar just follows. Or does he follow the guitar? Does the guitar follow him? Whatever, whatever direction that goes. They end up just doing the same thing, which usually is a nightmare for songwriting. Like the Shags. But it really works. <laughs> we love the Shags. <laughs> Kurt Cobain said they were better than the Beatles. Uh-oh. Oh, Dave, and I got something to show you. What? Wait, wait, wait. We, got a, we got a listener. I, I think guitar music <laughs> I've is never a, heard of the Shags. Here, here's a listener. <laughs> I think guitar music is a good descriptor. I use it. For Satriani and Steve Vai, though, to describe those guys who just focus on their own playing. See, that's the thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> w the Rock B, bruh. I ain't hating on what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But that's what it does for me. It's like guitar music is like... It's like freaking... It's like freaking... Uh, Bill, Bill, and Bill and Ted's, bro. Mm. That, that's why it... Steve Vai, though... Okay, Bad Horsey is an absolute fire track. Always will be. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I... Basically, my two siblings, well, really just Zach, he's way too into like instrumental prog guitar albums right now. I just can't with him anymore. I'm losing my, <laughs> if I, if I hear one more bass solo crop up out of an otherwise smooth jazzy track, I might, I might end it. It's getting a little much. Like, I, I don't know, like, there's something about the human voice. It makes it real. It makes it tangible. And even when it's slowed down in vaporwave, it's something I can connect with. If there, if another one of you thinks about joining or starting a prog instrumental guitar band, dog, you've already heard my opinion of prog. I can't stand prog, dude. I cannot stand it's it. It's a anymore. little much sometimes. I used, I used to love it, bro. Like, like late junior high, Dream Theater, Nightwish. I mean, I know Nightwish is Euro, but they they dip their toes in that too. I loved that stuff, and now. Basically, if it goes, I'm out. I am yeah. out. Bro. If the, if there, yeah, no. If there is synthesis, even once, if, if it goes once, I'm out. I, I want to put this out there. I want to put this out there. In the course of my whole life, I have heard two guitar solos I have ever cared about. Yeah, I didn't even know guitar solos were like something people cared about. Until I took like a music class in high school, I was like, "Well, yeah, every rock song has got it's like, <laughs> like guitar solo." I was like, "Oh, like people care about that part." Like I'm just like, "Okay, yeah. hey, here's the part where they don't know what to do until the next verse starts." <laughs> Usually, the guitar I don't solo care about any guitar solo. Yeah, coming to this as a zoomer, the guitar solo is usually the worst part. I agree. I fully agree. I can't lie. Sometimes it just feels I, overly corny. Yeah, no, like, I, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It goes a guitar yeah, solo. No, a good guitar solo is like you have to know, like if it's about you, it, it's about fitting into the mood of what's happening. If nothing this is, more. This is absolutely more. everything that's been said in the last forty-five seconds. One hundred percent true, except for one case. 
and that's Tom Morello in Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> he can solo as much as he fucking wants. I actually, wants, yeah, bro. know your enemy. I'm like, you know, yep, yep. that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're actually I, I, right. yeah. some Morellian riffs. I, I <laughs> love me some Morellian. Anyway, um, I love this album. Should give it a spin. Do, do you like it at the end of the day, Logan? You never really said anything about it except <laughs> Rick Rubin. <laughs> uh, I think the synth sounds are pretty corny. Oh, yeah, it's not a problem with oh, me what, at what all. What is the last song? What is that? That synth that it comes the, in? Oh, with? I think that's uh, cool. Oh, oh yeah, to the Mel- it has like a Mellotron. The Mellotrons are fine. It's the oh yeah, no Mario Sunshine. No, no, that. I mean, it'd be fine. Okay, the the invincibility star theme is a banger, and it has been for forty years. But the the synthesizer intro to that track. No, like yeah. immediately takes me no, out I'm of with it. You. I think every I, time. I think you're referring yeah. to like my least favorite songs, and this is almost never true. As much as I want to say that this, let's see, I don't know which way I'm trying to go with that. But what I'm trying to say is the singles for this album were not what I liked. Like their singles were like Brook- Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus. I like that ba- song if they just things. chop off the solos for the synths. Like once the once the rest of the band starts and once the vocals come in, it's like okay, this is sick. But like, just that really annoying, yeah. Like what he was just saying, like, it's like the invincibility star. No, but see what I'm what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. the the other one is uh, uh, bad decisions was another single, and those are my least mm. favorite on the album. I like. I still bad think decisions. bad decisions is pretty good. The videos are great though. And and the other thing is with this album, I think for the most part, it's a really solid experience. The invincibility star thing takes me out of it because I think I know Julian. He's gonna surprise us with this, but then that 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 I was like, he's gonna mix it up. That 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 that. I was like, no. Yeah. And then and then having a skit at the end of the first song seemed like a really weird decision. I think the reason that was done because if you go and look at like the photography around this album, it it was uh it was Brick Rubin just. <laughs> it was just him being a coach though they recorded this whole album in the same room like in a room and they just recorded it together i didn't mind and, that at all and so they tried to that, bring that into the album that I think. said that's probably because midwest emo songs basically do that on every single song at the mm-hmm. beginning and end. yeah so i'm used to it when it happened i almost didn't even notice it but i the second time through i was like oh that's actually kind of cool i didn't notice it's that. one thing on midwest emo it's another one like it just it didn't feel like it was in place on I, its own. and that doesn't really I don't know, happen I like, again. I like that yeah. when he's like, yeah. can I get drums with that? I, I, I think I, it does happen it's... again. It happens two or three times. No, it does. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it has everything to do with that's how the album was recorded, so that's why they yeah. did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't mind sketches at all, especially after listening to so much MF Doom. Like, yeah, right, but his right. sketches are We gotta move to our new hey, segment. Slim uh, Shady sketches, bro? <laughs> Let's hey, wait, talk. Hey, wait, wait. <laughs> Fantano was so mad about whoa, whoa. that new shady sketch. I can't wait to listen to it. No, uh, here, no. give this, give this a listen. These are new segments. Okay. Oh yeah, no talk. All right. There is no question that dubious music and movies are affecting unsupervised children of all colors. The hip hop industry makes billions putting out stuff like this. Ah yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh. It's time for. Oh. Let's get copyrighted. Let's do it. It is time. <laughs> this is gonna. This is my new favorite segment. It hasn't even started yet. 
What, what are we calling? Which which video did we actually decide on? Because I watched like three different it's, uh, videos. I control what I you control like. You. Okay. Because I watched man, all of them. I watched but all man, them. do I want to talk about that video of him doing that dance with those yeah. YouTubers. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> like, he is not just, he's not just like not present either. He is full send he's, doing whatever hey, he's got. He's successful because of it. You Macarena so. <laughs> hard enough, you get subscribers, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't see why we're not uh, respecting hey. him for this. The others. I've never tried this hard in any school dance ever. Yeah. <laughs> the others weren't dancing enough, and have you ever heard of them? No. Just saying. No. Definitely haven't. No, it literally looks like. A, granted. Like a, granted, I do not even know what the kids are watching nowadays. So maybe yeah. they all were more successful. No, than no, no. But we're end. here. Uh, we don't know what this segment's called, but. It, it focuses I think it's called Fantano sucks It's chopping the melon sucks. It's the, melon the, melon. Sucks. the melon sucks Chopping, chopping the, the melon. melon Chopping the melon Dunking melon. the melon <laughs> It might change every week To be honest but Smashing we're the melon We're here to talk uh, about Smashing melons Anthony nice. Fantano's <laughs> video um, I control what you like Exclamation point All caps All caps I There's only one person That I want to hear Talk about this Honestly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. When you dropped it, I actually hadn't seen this. I had seen the thumbnail and I was so triggered by the thumbnail. I didn't watch it because I was like, dude, I'm just going to be triggered all day if I watch this. So when you dropped it, I was like, okay, I guess it's time (laughs) for those listening that don't know. I hate Fantano. And if you like him, it's probably because you're brainwashed socially to value his opinions. (laughs) And make other people feel inferior. You for have opinions. become me on yeah. this show. You, so, yeah. Hey, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I you guys have I, swapped. Wait, wait. Wow, I have. I got to step out of my own Did body. Did you listen me. to what you just said, Jake? No, but hey, I, wait. I have a great YouTube comment. A great YouTube comment that I all found right. while, while flipping through the comments to this video that sums it all up. This was great. It says, I thought that Anthony, <laughs> I thought that Anthony influenced my opinion about music too much. Until he influenced me that his influence is not as influential as I thought. <laughs> that was the best comment. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna tone back the Joe Rogan for a second and ask for forgiveness. Right. <laughs> because I'm big enough to ask for forgiveness when I, when I get out of my lane. But I'm just kidding. That was a joke. But let me just say this. This video surprised me. Okay. Um, incredible double-edged sword. I went in and I was like, dog, this is going to make me triggered. And then some of it, I was kind of like, you know what? These are good points. And I actually concede to him a few points. In the exact same moment, simultaneous hypocrisy. And some of it did annoy me, but it didn't annoy me as bad as I thought. My thing is his whole point about, you know, if I don't, if I don't like it, it doesn't mean you don't have to like it. It's like, cool. Saying that is one thing. And and fair enough, at least he's big enough to say that. But in the very same moment, he goes, but you know, future is just a fish over a trap beat. (laughs) But it was pretty funny when he said that. I mean, I guess it's funny. And I like future. (laughs) Now Now here's the thing. I don't even know that much about future. So it's not like I'm triggered because he's attacking an artist. It's just... That right there is precisely, <laughs> precisely what makes people do it. He's like sitting there like, yo, I don't know why y'all feeling this way. And then in the same moment, he's like, baloney, maloney. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no. So freaking. That was pretty funny and too. <laughs> Here's the thing. That is why he acts surprised. He acts surprised, and in the very moment, it's like, dog, is this not obvious? Yeah, no. Like well, you're like, you can like what you like, but. It's a fish over a trap beat, but you can like it. You know what I'm saying? You might as well go check out my good reviews of this good stuff that you're, is really good. No, okay, wait. And, and, oh, it's there's, just there, 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 ugh, I'm, there's I'm a, torn on the video. There's, there's a Very few, there's a few points that I do want to highlight because, like, I do like that he says my aim should be to expose stuff that I hope you do like, and I I, I think he does mean that. And he also says that the reason he's hard on things is because he has to he has to be honest. And he's just like, oh, if I don't like it, like as much as I can like something, I, I, I potentially don't like it. And I mean, I understand those points. At the same time, the video is called, I control what you like, all caps, exclamation point. See, but then he tried. There to- is, there is this division of motives. But like he tried to denied. make it, he tries to make it super funny. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Turn it into a meme. Yeah, whatever. You know, freaking like. 45 <laughs> seconds of him going, I control what you like. Beep, beep. And it's like zooming in on his mouth and whatever. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, make it funny. But we already know this guy is one of the most annoyingly condescending reviewers I've ever heard. Like ever. And then he acts surprised that people are, are like feel inferior from his opinion he's like whoa why are you guys feeling this way <laughs> it's so freaking annoying so wait, so wait damon how do you feel about weeaboos <laughs> i'm just laughing so you hate him so much <laughs> <do>. yeah <laughs> how do it's, i feel about saying, weeaboos is that real <laughs> well you, you've been you've been in the same spot jake's in well here's the thing about just a different point here's the thing about like just ever having an opinion about anything all right, just because other people like it doesn't mean you have to apologize. All right, like this is something that I feel like needs to be said more on the show because someone will not like an album or something, and then the people that do like the album are like, "Well, you still have to give it credit." No, you don't. <laughs> if you don't like something, then you can trash on it all you want. To be fair, the hundred right? gex thing with Cody is purely for comedy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, hey. <laughs> I also don't like 100 Gex. I, I, they're garbage, all right? I don't care what their, you know, their whatever, but you like, got, but you have to musical merit. No, I don't. You have I don't. To. No one has you to have, give anybody. You have to. You, you know what? No, you have to. I don't care. You know, <laughs> but, but, if, but if you're being honest with yourself, you... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it all comes down oh, to goodness. just okay, people getting triggered. Set aside your prejudices for one moment. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yo, no one has ever pointed it out. Like, we, you don't have to like anything, all right? That's your constitutional right. What what Damon's (laughs) saying right now, I actually don't really disagree. I I get that. I absolutely get that. And again, my, my spicy feelings about Fantano are not just directed specifically at Fantano. It's not actually Fantano. Well, it is Fantano, but you can it's hate not him. Specifically Fantano. It's hear me out. Yeah. It is the movement or current that Fantano is a part of and 
accentuates. That's what drives me nuts. But it's, it's not that. like he's the only one. No. Everybody on the was. internet is like, he's just the embodiment of so many internet personalities of just, <laughs> oh, I hate this lol. Oh, you hate, you're getting mad like snowflake. Oh, I don't care. And then like at the end of the end, it's like, yeah, I actually don't care what these people on the internet think. Wait, wait, Closes wait. their phone and that's the end of the day. Like, So <laughs> you're saying that you don't care what he thinks either? No, I'm saying like, you're, well, like, why are you, what, what do you hate about him? Just the fact that he trashes on things? No, not or, just that. It's the fact that he not only trashes on things, he influences other people to trash on other people. He's like a freaking movement head that is toxic, in my opinion. I, yeah. I, I, despise I, I, I don't disagree. Like, he's definitely, his comedic style yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just the nature. Well, and I, I just, just think his it's the nature of the internet because I mean, it's like his show, his shtick is a thing. I understand it. I like to think that like I can. I so I think I have thick skin when it comes to listening to that kind of thing, and so I can just mm. let it roll off. Not everybody's like that, and so his show definitely does create. Uh, uh, it definitely it's all about elitism, and that I I don't enjoy that myself. You know, but screw, mm. screw leaders. But at the same time, hearing him actually say that my hope is to expose good music. Yeah, mm. he, that's what he says, right? Look at this freaking fruits, bro. I'm gonna go biblical up in here. By their fruits, you shall know them. And let me just put it this William, way: William, hey, keep William. it secular, all right? <laughs> all right, William. church and state, church and state. But let me Our say. show is exclusively for atheist nine-year-olds, Jake. <laughs> but it, yo, we really treat it like it is. <laughs> okay, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is yes, that's why I was saying I was torn on the video. I'm like, you know what? His message in this video, net message, sure. You know what? Actually, cool. I'm down with that net message. He's a hypocrite. Yeah, and it's disgusting. Well, yeah, and yeah. And, and the video itself is this this strange experience where it is like sincere and real and hitting the points how it should, but at the same time, it's making fun. It's making fun of people that are taking it seriously at the same time. Yeah, That's, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Just opinions are worthless at the end of the day. But what can you do? I mean, closing statement. Wait, wait a second here. Wait a second here. Because his opinion is not worthless. Like, I guess objectively, I guess if it if it directly affects an artist's success, then yeah, that's he's the only reason I've heard of DJ Sabrina, the teenage DJ. (laughs) Yeah, he is right, though. Objectively, whether mm. you agree with it or not, True, yeah. he has influence. I, you got me there. And it's just whether or not that influence monetary influence. He he decides not where all he decides where all fifteen dollars of the music industry goes. <laughs> <laughs> all fifteen of them. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he decides whether the brave little uh, okay, abacus wait. gets to eat a sandwich today or rice and beans. We got We got to move. We got to move on. But I do. We have to. We do. We do. Okay. But uh, but. I do have to say one last remark. I did think the part where he was talking about how you shouldn't take music seriously. Like he did eat his own words live and on camera in front of you. Cause yeah. he's, he's like, don't take music so serious. I mean, I, I center my entire freaking life around it, but like, <laughs> Don't get stressed over it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's just looking at his rent, and he's like, time to give Bilish an eight. <laughs> <laughs>
It's true. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> to be clear, I like Fantano, yeah, and I follow him closely. Yeah, All right. I, I'm aware of I'm this. I'm really <laughs> upset. My new segment does, didn't seem to trigger, but this is... I'm, I'm going to press the other button, and we're just going to see if it triggers. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. This, I, is, I this is the one where we get to talk about that driver's license song. I was thinking about this oh, yeah. all week. Yeah, we do yeah. need to talk about the driver's license song. It is <clears throat> a fan request. Can, you, can oh, somebody yeah. read the comment that was posted? Uh, let's see. There about that was sent to somebody. Was yeah, it sent yeah. to you, Damon? It was Damon. Yeah, I yeah. got it pulled up though. It yeah. says, "Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that." Yeah, my friend it says Tage. right here. It says, "Okay, I'm not going to read the whole thing." Well, okay, screw it. You and your podcast should consider talking about the song "Driver's License" by Olivia Rodrigo. It is getting 13 million Spotify streams a day, and it's her first song. She beat Ariana Grande's record for the best opening week for a female artist. I think a lot of its popularity came from its gaining traction on TikTok, which is just a fascinating reminder of the way that the younger internet generations are making lots of cultural slash trend decisions. And I think you guys would have a lot to talk about if you wanted to. According to my math, she's making for about $54,000 a day from Spotify streams alone. <clears throat> I completely forgot he sent me that. Oh, uh, not know. TikTok yeah. again. Not no, TikTok no. again. Yeah. I will take this away from TikTok for you. Thank you. Thank you. I did some research. Oh. As Jake has become me, I have become Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo uh, is, I feel, inaccurately represented in the contents of this text now i'm not saying that's how the public perceives her but in the contents hey, of this specific I, message i i literally just looked her up on spotify listened to that song saw like an article about it and then just threw it in the chat so yeah i i'm not here to say everything that and, was just said and i understand true. but i want to clear up a few things about the narrative here because there's one thing we've done on nitwick it's that we like to dive deep and make unsubstantiated claims about why things are worse than they seem so here's the deal. Olivia Rodrigo did not write her first song in a one-time studio session, put it on Spotify, and then all of a sudden it blew up because TikTok saw it. That is a narrative that is fun to believe, and if it helps people connect with the song, that's totally fine, but that's not what she is. I saw a picture of her face on her Spotify, and I thought, I know who this is. And you know how I know who this is? Who this is? Oh. Because I, You're at one five. time, You're <laughs> lived with seven-year-olds. And these seven-year-olds watched something on Disney+, Plus, which is another streaming service that we definitely shouldn't have to pay for, called High School Musical, The Musical, The Show. Which is where Disney <laughs> continuously pats itself on the back for how much high schoolers love High School Musical, <laughs> when in reality it's middle schoolers and kindergartners. Point being, she is the star of this show. I go up and I, I look up the song Driver's License and view the credits on it. Lo and behold, a co-writer that has worked with Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Doja Cat, many big industry names since the early, early 2010s and even the late 2000s, consistently scoring hits. So, in a way, the way that the text represents Olivia Rodrigo as if she was a Midwest nobody that got a one-time studio session and her first song ever blew up, no, this is Disney Bucks. Disney is trying to create another child star. They brought in a professional writer to use somebody that already had some credibility among people who would listen to a song like Driver's License, middle school girls and boys who like High School Musical. I was one of them. Uh, 
Which one? And they're <laughs> one, two, or three. The All of them. The they're great, but the second is the, the best. The trilogy. <laughs> so, so let's be clear about what happened here. She is not making $54,000 a day off stream. Walt Disney Incorporated is making $54,000 a day off this stream and is going to launch it to make her another one of these child stars. People Man, are I surprised. I kind of thought that was over. Like, no, it's not. It's still Anna happening. Montana was really, I mean, that was a while ago. And, is the, am I and we forget that Ariana, Ariana was Grande on Victorious was... Yeah, she was Cat. a Nickelodeon launch. She even got that show Sam and Cat with that chick <laughs> but, from iCarly. <laughs> but people <Big> name. <laughs> really, really like this narrative of someone wrote their first song for the first time and now she's making buku bucks. And I just, I want to be clear. It's like a real Disney movie, like plot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really they're, is. Yeah. They're, they're using investors' dollars to make this pipe dream a reality. It's like, it's like GameStop right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. But I, I just want to be clear, like, that's not what happened here. Fair enough. That's interesting. Okay. Fair and, enough. And though. surely Disney is paying TikTok influencers to use this song, too. I will that's say. That's probably the only way they get money, because I don't think TikTokers, like, get paid by TikTok. So, yeah. it makes sense, yeah. That, it's a good point. Like, I, I definitely think that there was, you know, definitely influence on this one. But this point does start to fall on deaf ears, bro, because this is what Nitwick has said about just about every artist ever, including Oliver Tree's parents were plants, which, by the way, is absolute BS. <laughs> so, whoa, 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 Jake, PG-13, you're... Sorry. You want to say plants here, dude? Get out of here. <laughs> this yeah. show is for nine-year-old atheists. Fair enough, but the plant story is not new. But. It's it's not new, but I felt like this is a time where it's all in the Wikipedia page. Like it, it's all there. It's yeah. very obvious. And I just like again, once once again reiterating that a lot of people believe that this is a thing that can happen to a normal person, and it does not. It like there's always some ground beforehand. Me, I have whether tried. I have tried. whether it's Oliver Tree, <laughs> it does not happen. Like he had, people. he had ground as a DJ. He had, right. he already knew some people. I'm not saying right. that success isn't his own. Right, right. I'm mm -hmm. saying that, like, let's dismantle this my, pipe you dream. Are, you here. are right. You my are favorite right. There is, is there is some influence. I just think that sometimes it's like <laughs> a little too much focus on the plant stuff and less focused on the actual media. And, yeah, you know, like I listen to Driver's License. It's a, it's an okay track. Actually. It's a fine song. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I don't relate to it remotely, <laughs> nor do I even care about we, it. We got some cryptocurrency yeah. references floating up in chat. I think it's time to change. <laughs> yeah, it's time to change. Let's get the freak out of here. Oh, I didn't oh. trust teachers. I didn't trust politicians. <laughs> I didn't trust people on the evening news. I trusted music. <laughs> I wasn't going to reveal this, but did you know that Viper is slowly strangling himself to death? No. For real? Yeah, so it, it was in a like an old YouTube documentary in the way that they do those crappy ones on the internet. Uh, and he has like some kind of corset that he puts around his body. And on Twitter, he would log how tight it's getting every day. And it was, like, causing him health issues. He was tweeting about this in between promoting his recycled albums. Yeah, no. Uh, oh my God. But I, the I, guy's I, life is is dark and weird. I just found that interview, though, and I, I, I had to make it, you know, happy sunshine, 
Dude is morning daytime talk television household title viper. <laughs> so here's the question. There's two questions. First question, is he still doing music? By the way, this is the new segment wait, 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 wait. where we talk oh, yeah. about Viper the Rapper. We review a Viper the Rapper. By the way, I, I learned, I don't know, you can fact check me, but I heard that Viper the Rapper once wrote 327 albums in one year. That's what I read. I would, okay, he can get the wrote 327 albums in one year if he had written any of those tracks in that year, hey, which he did not. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many vocal lines he wrote over these tracks? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I... Okay, before we get started, though, I, I, can't I do be have too a serious mean. question. Okay. And th this is like, this is like, um, you know, logistics question. Is he still writing music? This has got to be my, I got to know. Is it done? There's a famous Jay-Z quote in one of Kanye's songs where he says, I'm not a business man. I'm a business man. And that is what <laughs> Viper has become. He sells slots on his YouTube channel, Rapper Viper Vivo. To people that just make funny edits of him with a green screen, and he'll put anything up there. <laughs> All of his albums, basically since 2013, 2000, one of those, are just slowed up and sped down versions of his songs so the algorithm doesn't catch him. He's been selling <laughs> physical copies of all his old work on Bandcamp. According to everyone, he, he's never fulfilled an order. <laughs> so like he really he really got a modicum of internet fame with Yol Coward's Don't Even Smoke Crack and has just completely cashed out. Well, this week we're coming at you live. I'm loving here this rap game money. What that was the second question. What album did you listen to? <laughs> I, I didn't listen to any. I actually didn't hit Viper. Damn. The man single-handedly invented vaporwave and cloud rap. Sorry. <laughs> I'm loving here this rap game money. That's the one I listened to. Yeah, I, that, I also mm -hmm. listened to that one, but I did that basically because he told me that that was the one. <laughs> Aaron, that was the wrong one. So no, we agreed. And we agreed. Well, we he's were, got a lot of singles. We agreed that we were starting on Spotify. No, no, no. We agreed rate your music. That's no. what we said. Mm -hmm. No. We didn't That's agree to anything. That's what Cody and I said. No, no, Cody said, if we go off rate your music, we'll never, ever get even a scratch on the surface. So he said, we're starting on Spotify. No. So, no, because no, he has two Spotify accounts. One of them is all dummy fake music. The other, like, has some classics, but they're all in terrible quality. <laughs> you have to go off rate your all music. Right, then, all right, I'm sorry. You, I side you, with Cody. I, I mean, I side with Logan mm, on this one. Yeah. I, I say you next need, week, you need to post in the group chat what we're doing. I will. I will and do I, that. And I will but I want to hear what you guys thought about I'm loving this rap game money. Um, <laughs> it, 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 the, my favorite track, my favorite moment in my favorite favorite track, clearly was something that came from a loop that he had nothing to do Is with recording. Is it the Cool Water song? Yeah, yeah, me too. The only, the only, like, the only thing I think he recorded was very poor sounding vocals throughout the entire. <laughs> that is you better get used to those. <laughs> <laughs> those are not going away anytime soon. <laughs> like they're really poorly mixed. Like, it's like he took these clear like. Yeah, I don't know where he got these instrumentals. He probably ripped them off. Yeah, and then he the just he just had cool grabbed a the song, dude. Mm. Grabbed the karaoke mic and just coming in in those those dull mids. That's all you're getting out of him. See, that's why I'm excited to turn you guys on to the. 
to the other Rapper Viper albums because all of them are written using the same Yamaha synthesizer and those terribly mixed vocals. It, dude, those terribly mixed vocals, dude. When he harmonizes with himself and it's just like, oh, it's, oh man. It's bad. You know, it's people said Madlib had too deep of a voice for rap, but <laughs> this this is a new level. <laughs> oh, I have a hard time calling someone rap. Even it's just like really he he's just da- weird he's, vocal. Oh. He, he's Daniel I, Johnston, dude, and you hate Daniel Johnston. Well, I, I like I, outsider art. I just don't like Daniel Johnston. Gotcha. Yeah. <sighs> Another point, but. I Viper the rapper, you know, Viper the rapper. Ah, uh, you know he's a real estate mogul. You're telling me For that real? You That's his day job. He sells real estate you, and smokes crack. You believe that he <laughs> invented vaporwave? Well, okay. So there there are some interesting parallels around there. I believe more that he invented cloud rap as we know it today, which is the idea of you take a spacey, airy instrumental and just kind of vibe over it. So essentially, it. you're saying that uh, Blady stands on the shoulders of Viper. Blady really does stand on the shoulders of Viper, <laughs> whether he knows it or not. But then again, whether every, Viper knows every it or not. single SoundCloud rapper ever stands on the shoulders of Young Lean and Blady in the early days. Yeah. So, Yeah, well, you know, I'm interested. It's I'm buckling up for it. It's kind of tough to get through some of these tracks, not going to front, but... I would not play... Here's a tip, listeners, if you follow along, and for my fellow nitwicks here, do not listen to these albums on speakers, uh, because they're so poorly mixed that sometimes the bass will come through so powerfully and blow them. (laughs) (laughs) So, just a tip, listen to them on ideally cheap earbuds at relatively low volumes, because uh, this is a masterclass in how to ruin good speakers with good music. (laughs) At, well, good music by the time we get to Yol Cowards, at least. All right, uh, that brings us to the bops for the week. Can I pick a video game soundtrack song? Absolutely, yeah. No, I don't think so. All right, uh, Jake, <laughs> Jake, you, oh. uh, in tradition, must start us. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oliver Francis. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Such a a good song. I've listened to it quite a few times this week. Um, I think my real bop would have been about a month and a half or two, maybe three months ago is when I really, dude, I would listen to that song all day. I love that song. Mm -hmm. I really do. And and it still shows up in my playlist. Like I, I just, it's a great song. It's just like very chill, but it's got this nice edge to it. The lyrics are like, perfectly materialistic and cringy yeah and oh, all just, right i disagree on the second part but i mean <laughs> just some of them you're talking to some his high them. school so you're talking to his high school regrets be careful yeah. yeah yeah but like but like big backyard four car garage you know what i'm saying that's pretty cool that's it, a it vibe is cool. it is cool it's like it's don't get me wrong it's cool girl gonna come over white styrofoam you know us yeah you know big backyard for it's like it's all the parts of like a good life and the drugs but we later learned he was not about those but let me just put it this way i love the song to death and i actually love the lyrics like it is a vibe but do i sit there and listen to it seriously (laughs) like if somebody got in my car would i be like yeah bro no it's just dead serious man 
Like, no well, way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How many music do you go in the car and you're like, bro, bro, check this out. If somebody says that, I'm worried they're about to play like Lose Yourself by Eminem or something. Like, <laughs> or worse, an Immortal Technique song. They're about to play. Dance with the Devil is pretty cool, though. Okay, can we? No. Can we talk it's about, not. Can I think, we talk about Can we Venom? not talk about Dance hey, with the Devil? What about Venom, dude? That's what you say before you turn on electioneering. Okay, no, but seriously, Aw Yeah. Aw Yeah is a beautiful song. Yeah. Along with Three Deep and Summer 17. I'm hitting his, I know. Three Deep. I'm hitting his like, like top 5% of songs, but those are great songs. I say this after two years of listening to it. Three Deep may be my favorite trap song of all time, period. It's great. Yeah. So anyway, Aw Yeah. Great track. If you haven't heard it yet, seriously, go try it. It is awesome. It's so fun. I hope he drops this year. He probably won't. That's the problem with independent artists is they, they have no deadlines. They're just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, Damon. All right. So my, my bop is actually the total antithesis of what Jake was just saying about. Is this a song I listen to seriously? Because I was uh, going thrifting with some friends this week. And this song was playing at the thrift store. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Like, it's this weird lo-fi, just... I don't even know what you call it. Just You'll just have to listen to it. It's called Andrian Sand Dunes by Drexikia or something like that. I don't know. It's like wow. seven minutes long. Wow. But I was like, holy crap, this song is hilarious. Somebody played this in a thrift shop? Yeah. It was just... and what like it was just playing for like it's like the same loop for a few minutes and like two of the two of the uh, employees there were talking one of them was like yeah can we actually go to another playlist i'm not feeling this right now (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like you just have to listen to it it's just so stupid but workers do too much for us (laughs) it's just man yeah it was it's awesome so uh yeah andrean sand dunes dude add it it to the playlist i'm interested all right i will and everybody, add your tracks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I hope y'all haven't been forgetting. No, been bad. For, I've been forgetting like we've every got, week. We got to remember y'all because mm. those playlists are cool. To yeah, look you got to come on. We are the laziest, but we, what but we, we but we still run in a show. We still run in a show. All right, Logan. First right, off, just I just want to say, having now actually listened to Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt, it is much worse than the original. Disagree. Nobody told me like he sings it with no emotion compared to Trent Reznor's right like now? fragile breaking falsetto. The no I, no I disagree it, but you know those are the echoes of a of a dying man and you're saying no emotion. I mean it's fine but like <laughs> it turns this crazy like noise operatic emotional moment into like a decent folk song. I and maybe that's because I value different things from other listeners, and that's the structure that I have. But gosh dang, if Johnny Cash's version isn't really hecka boring, and the Trent Reznor version is actually great. And you know what? I'm glad they ended the Rick and Morty season two on Trent Reznor's version. Shout out to Trent Reznor coming in clutch doing that Soul soundtrack. He did? He, he did, did, bro. Oh. He did. did you see Soul? I don't know how I feel about Trent Reznor doing the... Well, no. I'm priding myself on not seeing any Disney movies now that I'm out of my parents' house. Oh. Yeah. Very cool he, he, point he's, of pride. He's, yes. Yeah, he's kinda, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you bet, dude. He's kind of edgy, you know? Kind of edgy. Yeah, he's edgy, dude. And, and that Soul soundtrack was edgy, dude. It was a little it edgy. Was, it was a little edgy, honestly. It, 
It no. was, oh, it are was, you being serious? It was pretty edgy. <laughs> okay, all right. I, yeah, he started to outplay me on that one because it is not edgy. But I can't believe he was involved at all. But yeah, that's all right, yeah. Logan. What's your ball? Anyway, uh, box Tokata Fugue in D minor. Oh boy, was remixed into Playboy Cardi's new song Vamp Anthem, and it's a banger. It's about being a vampire and selling drugs. Are we talking about nice. a whole lot of red? Yeah. I okay. Don't mean to be a creeper. <laughs> Okay. You've been listening to a lot of whole lot of red. I have been listening. I know I came on this show. I was like, whole lot of mid. This album sucks. But you know. You want to know why? It's probably because you heard that opinion on the internet. And then you perpetuated it. That's, prob- Actually, That's probably why. Fantano's review did kind of turn me around on it. Because, did you give it positive? Well, because I basically, I went into it expecting it to be die lit. Because I like to die lit. And then he was like, he's doing something different. The mixing is bad on purpose. I was like, the mixing is bad on purpose. (laughs) Just like that. So I don't know. Fantano does a service to me because sometimes he just thinks a little bit higher than I do. Mm, mm. And so uh, give it a spin. Being a vampire gangster is the new thing. I love how in the group (laughs) chat, like, I post a picture of Logan listening to I Want to Be a Rock Star by Nickelback and like nobody even talks about it anymore. <laughs> that was good. Kay. I didn't see that. How nobody. often do you guys lurk our Spotify? Yo, I'm not lurking. It's, <laughs> I do homework on my laptop. Exactly. I'm a pro. So when I open Spotify, it's just like, bunk, and I just see it. So, Dang yeah, I, I, I always have to like look over my shoulder. I, I love that. <laughs> like I don't want to get a screenshot in the I, I, chat. I love that like nobody talked about that though. Hey. Like straight up, I you caught know, him listening. You to know, I'm only listening to it because well, of that Sonic Furry album. I do know that, and I'm with you 100. <laughs> percent Right. Well, my, and my, the other thing is, I think Logan's taste in music is actually like bad. <laughs> like just like not like just he's always talking you know oh palo was my favorite album of the year but it's like in reality he's just spinning drake and nickelback every day <laughs> like we all know <laughs> my bop this week there is some truth to that called out uh my, <laughs> my bop this week was uh smoking to death by and there's no vowels. Very cool stylistic decision. Oh yeah, heck yeah! By Remove s- all the vowels. S M K smoking to yeah yeah smoking smoking smoking. There is a T O. There is an O there. Smoking to cyber bully mom club. We still we still yeah they're called cyber bully mom club. That's pretty good. Well, it's a good song too. Cody would not have liked that. He's not here. Yep. Cody's, yeah, Cody's not here. True. Cody's a capitalist. Does Cody yeah. just not like any band that has mom in it? Yeah, if it has the word mom in it, he's going to go crazy. Uh, see, now this is a feminist issue. Y- yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, dog, he hasn't even tried mom jeans, and mom jeans is freaking awesome. Ugh. Whatever. We got to call it here, but uh, glad to have you guys with us. Glad to have a good conversation. We'll be here uh, next week survive until then and this has been the i locked my keys in my car podcast we'll be back next week better than i locked my dog in my car podcast (laughs) i locked my baby (laughs) you had to go there i specifically chose an animal for saying bs and then you say that (laughs) hey hey hey, hey. this is america kids can handle violence but not bad words yeah okay fair. fair